The guests on Love Hurts occasionally use some adult language and go into some more intense subject matter. But that's kind of how real life works anyway. This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. Today's guest is Danny Artees. Danny is a storyteller living in Astoria, Queens. Danny tells me about the first big love in his life and how that love came sooner than he was ready for. He lives out a real-life rom-com, from the meet-cute to the falling-in-love montage, all the way to the low point after the breakup. Also, the jackhammer sound stops after a minute. Hey Danny, thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me here. Yeah, uh, it's nice to get you out over here to do this. I've, I feel like it's been like a month or two of coordinating. I'm, I'm nodding appreciatively. <laughs> As we get the jackhammer starting right when this is starting. Fantastic. This is the perfect timing for this. We'll just let that go for yeah. a second. Love, love hurts and so do jackhammers. Yeah, just like a jackhammer going into your heart. That's yeah. what this story is going to be yeah. about today, right? Uh, kind of, yeah. Great. Uh, yeah, so what did you want to talk about today? Sure. So uh, I thought, you know, love hurts. Um, there were a lot of like uh, instances of being jilted or ghosted or kind of like short-term hurts and then i was like well let's 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 go back in time um to the first and and some would argue only serious relationship uh uh, a little while back and and kind of re revisit that one uh so i think that's that's what we're going to be talking about today yeah so it's sort of like the the big the big one um i guess yeah i mean oh gosh then there are like the deeper questions of like but was i in love Oh have yeah, I been in but love? I, it's like, like, what is love? So I guess it's have like it's there? the first, it's the first big one that you were yeah. like, I had some real feelings here yeah. that who knows what they are today, yeah. but at that time they were real. Yeah, um, I mean, basically, so some some background is like I, I grew up in suburban Southern California. Um, I came out pretty young, and uh, for a while I was the only, or maybe one of the only, like openly gay kids certainly guys at my school so it wasn't like there were dating prospects or anything I had to sort of like settle for you know crushes on straight boys that would never go anywhere <laughs> and uh and and that was okay with me I mean it was like I saw like the relationship drama friends went through and stuff and I didn't have to deal with that uh but it would have been nice to have the option is all I'm saying and so college kind of opened up a little bit more of a world because there are just more opportunities in, in college and uh so the the meeting was it was it was definitely a, a, a meet cute if you will um it was halloween it was a friend's halloween party uh, on their rooftop and everyone knows that in new york if something's happening on a rooftop it's more worth doing um and so <laughs> i i had made my costume uh from like tablecloths and stuff and i was nemo from finding nemo okay yeah um some have said my costume was adorable, and some have said it's terrifying because I had like an orange beanie, and then I whited out my eyes in big white circles, and had these um, weird like yeah, that's that could go either way, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'm fine walking that line. I'm fine with that. Um, and so this other gentleman who went to my school was a sea captain uh, with like a little like <laughs> nautical jacket and sailor cap and stuff, and so of course we ended up talking, and uh, we. We didn't get off to the best start because, like, I first off, I'm terrible at gauging signals. Um, like, 
you basically have to write out on a dry erase marker, like, I am interested in you for me to even get a slight hint. Um, and that's never happened. So I really don't get hints much. Um, but it seemed like there was something there, like we were getting along and maybe interest and I don't know. And um, as, as we were talking, the, the only thing that kept me from really fully embracing this idea that, oh, this might be someone interested in me is he kept talking about how cute this other guy at the party was and like asking me, like, don't you think Johnny <laughs> looks cute? And I would, uh, yeah, like, and I was like, I mean, I'm not going to disagree, but that really wasn't what I thought we were talking about. Yeah, I thought we were going somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but okay, good. Sure. I mean, and I am all for making new friends. It was just that wasn't it, like it was so rare for me to get a vibe other than that. And then here I was getting it and clearly I was mistaken. Um, and so, you know, we, we talked and it was good and I went home to my thing. And then afterward, the friend who threw the party was like, he cannot stop asking about you. And I was like, are you sure? Are you yeah, sure I'm not the me? other guy? Like, <laughs> like that, there's another like one. Nemo, the fish. <laughs> um, and and so I was all right, all right, fine. So we we went on, we scheduled a, a first date, which didn't go much better because I am. I was gonna say I was at that time, but I am habitually 15 to 20 minutes late for just about anything. Um, other than, you know, work or things from getting paid to be there. Um, and so I I was late for the movie that he had picked, which, by the way, was... Um, oh, what's what's the... Uh, Capote. Okay, yeah, the about, Philip like, Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, about, like, making yeah. In Cold Blood. Yeah. So, like, super romantic, good first date movie. But I was late, <laughs> uh, missed the previews, missed the beginning of the movie, and then proceeded to fall asleep as soon as the movie started. Oh, so we were not off to the best start, but... We kind of decided, all right, I think maybe we're evened out. So we, we let it go. We, we moved on and uh, like we introduced each other to good things. It was one of those like he was interested in architecture and fine food and the environment. And I took him to like comedy and theater and introduced him to the joys of Kelly Clarkson, you know, like very even um, introductions. Uh, but, but not too long after we got together, we, we broke up. Uh, it was new. It was new. It was like within the first maybe month or two um, because we had, we discovered a slight incompatibility with our interest in uh, sexual behaviors. And, and so uh, I was like, I'm not ready. He was, he kept pressuring me and I eventually said, well, I'm not going to be pressured. So we're done. Uh, and that's, I think what helped him realize like, Oh, Oh, he means like, this is a serious, serious thing. So uh, he, he apologized uh, and then he was a gentleman and, and, and waited uh, and gave me the time that I, needed so we got back together and um you know we actually proceeded quite quickly and i had no previous relationship upon which to sort of gauge yeah timelines so this is your kind fat, of first like, thing of like figuring so out it yeah it, like it felt fast but like in comparison to what pop culture maybe i don't know yeah. um and yeah you were just doing the montages that were happening yeah. in all these movies yeah we had it was a i mean Nemo and CK, like that's a start of a montage. Great. So yeah, it just felt like it was happening in the time in which a montage happens rather than the events in the montage happen. Uh, because so we, we met on Halloween. We first went out at the beginning of November. My parents came from California to New York for Christmas. And I was persuaded that we should all go to dinner together. Like that he should meet my parents and they should meet him. And like I had dated a very little bit, like here and there, a few date. And I'd not dated anyone like capital D. And here it was the first time it happened. It was still new. And my parents were meeting him. And I just went along with it. I was like, okay. And it went fine. Like, nothing really went bad. But it just seemed maybe like it was early for that. Yeah. Like, you were going through the motions of the things you were supposed to do. But on this, like, a little bit faster timeline than felt 
normal. Yeah, which to be, I mean, I'm I, uh, I'm super old fashioned, so most things feel like they're going too fast <laughs> for me. Um, but yeah, it was it was it, but it was it was okay. It went, it went well, and then um, I was living with. Uh, who I call my horrible, horrible roommate at the time. Like she insisted on smoking in the apartment, even though we had agreed that she wouldn't, she got a dog without asking, like all this kind of stuff. Um, and so like when he would stay over, it was sort of a respite from that. And I would often go over to his apartment and I got to know his roommates pretty well. So when my lease was up, I was out and I moved in with him uh, after oh, checking, wow. after checking with my mom. Yeah. I was so like, like, mom, is this too early? <laughs> yeah. How long was it at this point? A couple months. Okay. Um, a couple months. Yeah. Uh, I- I'm going to tell things sort of in order, but not, necessarily the most linear I, I have a terrible memory for timelines that's yeah that's it's, fine i remember events not when they happen yeah yeah you know um, that all of these things happen i promise all these things yeah. happen yeah um yeah and i even asked my mom I was like mom should i move in with and she's like i don't understand the reason that you'd each want to pay separate rent <laughs> <laughs> so she's just pushing yes. you to do okay, this okay mom all right um i have a very supportive mom so uh lucky me and uh so we yeah i moved into his apartment with his three other roommates or four other I don't, it okay was so it wasn't number, like yeah. you got your own place it was like you no. were just a part of this theater. yeah and yeah. so like and i got along really well with his roommates and his friends and his friend group kind of became my friend group because i'd only moved to new york a year before i met him okay like it was my second year here so i didn't really have like a social group and he'd been here a little longer uh so he did so his friends became my friends and um and then when our lease at that apartment was ending we did move into our own apartment so at this point it'd been closer to a year it was like part of one lease part of another lease done so we we did get our own place a a studio we shared a studio uh because that's what we could afford (laughs) Um, so if we needed alone time, we had to go in the bathroom. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a really, really cute place. We we could see the Chrysler building from like one window at a very sharp angle. So we had a view, <laughs> you know, um, and, and the kind of accelerated nature kept on because uh, not, not too long after that. I mean, we're, we're talking less than a year into the relationship. So it's it'd been a while, but not like forever. Um, his mom actually died. And, you know, I don't want to like gloss over that by any means, but, um, I suddenly we were like going through this together and I was his support and his like there for him. And I had no idea how to do that. I was figuring it out as we went. Um, and so that really, really like moved us closer fast. And in retrospect, I don't want to say that it was like falsely, but it was accelerated. I mean, it moved things at a sort of non-organic Pace. Yeah, and you were already moving kind of faster than you might have been comfortable with to begin yeah. with, and then yeah. it just was like, oh, let's turn it up. Let's turn it up, yeah. Um, and and I mean, even going back a little bit before that, um, he was the first, he, he said, I love you first, um, and I can almost guarantee to anyone out there, uh, I will never be the one to say it first. <laughs> um, and, and so he said it first, and oh, gosh, uh, we... <laughs> I was in this, hor- this is before we moved in together, actually, in my horrible apartment where I had built a tiny apartment in my room. So I had a loft bed over a desk with a TV. So I'd never have to go in the living room with my room. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and so we were like up in my loft bed, a foot and a half from the ceiling. Uh, and he said it. And my response, don't do this, kids, was intentional long pause. You're really something. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I said. And he thought that was sweet. Um, like, you gave him the little, like, chin, the yeah. half chin, like... Yeah, I might as well just punch him on the shoulder yeah, like, gently. Yeah, like... Like, go get him, slugger, <laughs> champ. Um, yeah, so he did... I, I did not say it back. Uh, it took a while. Um, 
Like, if you don't have something nice to say, I should have just said nothing, really. Like, that that's actually worse Yeah, but that also something. seems worse. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it's hard. I, I, that's a hard situation. It was what I felt in the moment, so it was right. Yeah, Never yeah, mind. Yes, I'm yeah. reclaiming my statement. It was fine. No. Um, it wasn't fine, but in the moment, it was it was correct. It was all you, ha- was all you had in the it moment. It was honest. It was yeah, honest. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, because it didn't take away from the fact that you did care about him. Yeah, yeah. I just was not there yet. Yeah. Um, so, again, it felt accelerated to me. We may hear that word a few more times okay. if we haven't heard it enough. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, after we moved in together, uh, I guess he took that as a signal that I was like totally on board with this pace. Um, because I remember Sunday mornings, we'd be reading the New York Times um, and he'd go to the wedding announcement section and he'd be like, what do you think our wedding is going to be like? And I was like, our wedding? Like, whoa, whoa. And I couldn't really say that to him, but I, I you know, I try to sort of be subtle with that. But um, here's the thing, like, he was fantastic and like we got along so and like, we were very good for each other, but I was like, I guess 22 at this point. It was my first real relationship. Yeah. And, and it was like, in my head, I'm thinking like, this has nothing to do with you. I'm just not sure that I want to commit. And I, I wouldn't say I'm a person who was afraid of commitment, but 22 year old me was afraid of commitment to the first person I'd ever dated. I was like, this is unfortunate for you because you could be perfect. And I'm just not ready to be with the perfect person yet. Yeah. Like this is not where my lifetime line was supposed to be at this point. Yeah, I was just like, because you know, I grew up in a suburban town and I just, like so many of my friends at this point had already married and had their first kid. Oh, like, interesting. Right out of high like at the same time that this was getting serious. Because I'm somebody who, my, like I did not have a lot of friends who were like mm-hmm. that at that point in time. Like I think I had one friend who like met their wife like the first semester of college or whatever mm-hmm. and everyone else was not like that. So... I mean, I have probably a biased perception because I was like looking for that as yeah. what I didn't want to do. But I remember like in our school paper the la- at the very end of high school, it was a question like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? And I almost cried at how many people like living in this town, married with two kids. And I was like, that's all you want for yourself. This is it. Yeah. Like I'd wanted to go to New York since I was four years old. So, uh, so yes, I was probably looking for examples like, yep, that's what I don't want to do. Um, and, and so it, it was just sort of a, like, I didn't want to be 50 and looking back and saying, I've only dated one person. Yeah, uh, I, I just like went all in on the first thing yeah. and don't know. No matter how good it was, it was just the, it was the principle yeah, you can't, of the yeah, thing. Yeah, you, you can't know? get the thing out of your head of like, this can't happen yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, even if this is the right person, it's, I, I guess maybe not, I don't know. Um, so I was having some of these thoughts and, you know, on top of that, like we could both be inconsiderate in different ways, like, my time, my timeliness or lack thereof, like I would leave him waiting at a restaurant for half an hour sometimes. I mean, like I'm not like making excuses for that. It was terrible. Like I was not a good boyfriend sometimes and other times I was very good. But, um, you know, and then um, like he could just be thought like one of my favorite was like I would come home from like a late shift at, at work and see like pots and pans. I'd be like, oh, what's for what was for dinner? Um, he'd be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But I only made it for me. I didn't know when you'd be home. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, it's 1030. I'll make my own dinner now. Like you could have just made an extra. Okay. Okay. So like we, we both kind of had our, our things. And I think that he was sensing that I was maybe feeling a little hesitant or some of that. Uh, I don't want to say like distance growing, but it wasn't like that. It was just little things. Um, and so he came up with this brilliant idea that we should go on a trip to Paris. Okay. Like it's, I feel like it's have a kid, have a, get a dog. Or a romantic getaway, like that's in that like descending order of like the big fix. And um, now this wasn't like totally unheard of. He had a lot of these sort of like whimsical ideas that 
had no basis in practical reality or financial reality. So I didn't really give much credence to it. Uh, I just knew that we couldn't, like we were sharing a studio apartment. Like, yeah, you no. were in the place to really be able to go to Paris. Yeah, like we're, we're 22 and 21. One of us answers phones. The other one is like working at a cash register. Like, and, you know, and, and I'm not an unromantic person per se, but I'm not that level of romantic that I could like brush aside the practical concerns. Yeah, like, oh, we'll just make it work. Yeah, we'll it's make like, it work. No, I, I can't. Like, I, I only have one credit card and the limit is like $1,500. Yeah, I, I can't even get cannot make there. It work. Yeah. Um, and, and so not long after uh, this idea came up again, which I sort of dismissed as one of many, but you may be getting the sense doesn't go away, which is true. Uh, I went on a trip to California, uh, just a trip home. And when I was there, a lot of friends and family were asking that very innocuous, like, oh, so how are things going with him? And I found myself getting defensive and not like getting, but like defending why I was with him. Well, but he's this. And then I realized like, that's not what they were asking. They weren't like, why are you still with this guy? Like, that was how I took it. Cause I was having these doubts and I was like, I, I don't think that's the right response. Like it, I yeah. shouldn't be. <laughs> Something's not connecting in my head, right? right. <laughs> that that I'm feeling. Yeah, because like they just wanted to know about yeah, him or like, whatever. How's it going? Um, but general rule for me, uh, when talking to someone, especially if I've seen a while, is like don't like to lead with questions about relationships or jobs. I feel like tell me what's interesting about like other than that that don't involve that one other person or your paycheck. Like yeah, things that are gonna potentially bring you stress quickly yeah. because of the big the bigness of them. Yeah, or just because those are, those are they're just such basic. Like, let's talk about something more interesting. Something yeah, yeah, we yeah, care yeah. about something that uh, uh, that doesn't indicate that your worth is determined by who you're with. Anyway, um, and, and so I was, you know, thinking about all that, and I get back to New York, and he has found the 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 fare. Like he has identified through all of the travel sites, like a low airfare and a lo- low hotel, like in downtown Paris, and all, and like he is excited about it and i'm like whoa 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 but it was low enough that it was in a budget theory yeah we you actually could, could afford this trip and so my main uh sort of uh obstacle to going my my objection wasn't there anymore and and so i was like i was just feeling a little bit worried about this and this again maybe not reacting to things the way you're supposed to I started thinking about this in terms of how long it would mean staying with him. So Uh, I looked at this and I was like, okay, so we're talking, I don't remember what it was like, March or April or something. It was like spring. Uh, We were talking about this, uh, probably going to be in summer. So, all right, so we're going to be together for four or five months until the trip. And then we're going to go on the trip and I'm going to be on this romantic getaway for two in Paris and thinking that. I'd rather not be with this person and like that's a horrible state to be on a trip with and then you can't just land back in the US from a trip like that and be like that was fun we're done you know like you have to give an a pre- and like 2 weeks isn't enough I don't you know it's it's like you can't break up with someone on their birthday or on Valentine's Day right like yes yeah yeah <laughs> you're like and yeah and you're in your head you're mathing all this out, which is all already like the wrong thing yeah. to be. The if, fact that I'm the looking fact at you're doing it is this saying something. beautiful trip as oh, I'd be obligated to stay with him another seven months, which is almost a year. Like, that's not how you should look at a trip to Paris, you know. Um, and so, like, this is not an exaggeration. Like, he has the tickets 
in his basket for this like trip bundle on whatever website it is. And my financial objections are not there anymore. And so he's like moving the cursor to the submit order button. Like his credit card information is typed in. And like as he's pressing the button, I was like, wait. And broke up with him. Like I hadn't, there'd been no, we need to talk. It was just, so to him, it was out of nowhere. Like to me, I'd been feeling this sort of like rising panic and doubt and I hadn't really expressed it to him except for maybe just a little bits he picked up on to even suggest a romantic trip. Um, and like, I couldn't give him an explanation. Uh, now in, I knew a little bit at the time in retrospect, there was this sort of storm brewing because on top of some of these, like, ah, I don't know if I want to commit to the first boyfriend I've ever had. Um, and, and having to defend being with him, uh, even though people weren't asking that, um, there were some other things at play uh, at, at the time, one of which was that my parents were getting divorced. And uh, it, that completely blindsided me. I was 22 years old, um, and I did not realize at the time how much of an effect it had, but things become clearer when you look back on yeah. them. And uh, my parents were, like, in very brief, my parents were is that they first met in kindergarten. They remember meeting in third grade. They went steady in sixth grade. And then, um, because of like parents' work, moved across the country from each other, lost touch. Twenty plus years later, they remet at a bank um, in California. They grew up in Connecticut, um, and and ultimately, me and a merit and all this came along. And so, my narrative of love was always this meant to be, yeah, true this love, amazing, like destiny yeah. fulfilled. They remet without. Like just by yeah, chance, prompting, thirty just years like or twenty years other. later, yeah, um, yeah, like not one of them looked for the other, reached out to them, they it, it, anything like that, and so all of a sudden, like my parents were not meant to be anymore, and it just threw me, like it just like my entire belief in the existence of love was like pulled into question, yeah, because that was such a strong story for you yeah and i and i mean i don't want to say that i would brag about it because i I was sensitive to other people who didn't have parents that were together but i did like just this there was a joy for me in like this knowledge that love is there and that parents can make it work and i was one of the only kids whose parents were still together in school and then suddenly after college across the country they weren't anymore um and so it really had called into question my whole like belief in love. Like I'm not, I'm, that sounds like maybe it's too grand, but that's what happened at the time. I was like, Oh, they live across the country from each other. I don't, it's like, there's not going to be some fight over custody. It's not going to be a, like, I just didn't see it as being that big uh, a deal to me being that impactful. Um, but it really did cause me to sort of question like, does love exist? Is yeah, it real? Have I been was, lied to all of my life? The most positive thing in your life for so long, like not even just, it was like with of any story of love, right? Yeah. It was like that was the strongest thing, and it was your yeah. parents. And I was like, "Oh, you have a cute story about your parents? I can beat yeah, it. I can you beat know? anybody's story, and yeah. they're great." And then it's just like, "Wait, if this like, isn't a, this didn't end up well, like, how yeah. am I gonna?" It was like yeah. it's a lie, um, and so that that was playing into things because here I was already doubting, like, "Is this the right person? Uh, is this the right time?" I'm twenty, you know, all this stuff, and then this happened, uh, and I, you know, I couldn't really make a big thing of it to him because just a few months earlier he'd lost his mom and it was like losing your mom uh in terms of her life versus losing your parents marriage like it just didn't compare and so like who was i to sort of like 
whine and complain about it to him, so I didn't really make yeah, much you, of it with him. Yeah, it's like you kind of ignored your feelings a little bit because they weren't you didn't think they were as like valid yeah. even though it's like still a affecting thing in your life. Yeah, so I yeah, so I wasn't really giving him a proper window into what was going on and uh this is this is the maybe shameful image but like I had met someone else uh but to to be super clear like nothing happened I truly just met someone who like set my heart a flutter we'll say um to the point that I was thinking like oh I would rather try something with this new person uh not that anything happened we didn't do anything yeah but i was like it's not fair to stay with someone when i'm even having these other feelings yeah even just having this interest in someone else it's not it's not fair um and like i would always prefer rather than being cheated on that someone break up with me and then go do their thing like just yeah do that so i was like i'm gonna be noble and do do that for my boyfriend i'll break up with him before i do anything with this other person um anyway so there were multiple factors i was feeling pressure from him a doubt that love existed um and an interest in someone new (laughs) Um, yeah but those feelings also said something too because it's then then it's like okay if i'm feeling this towards somebody else then what is that saying about my feelings towards this person right it's not even absolutely yeah Yeah. it's not even like a it's not even like i feel this but it's like there's some that's coming from somewhere yeah yeah um you know we can apologize for what we do it's you can't really apologize for what you feel Yeah, yeah uh yeah so uh anyway so in this, like, as the cursor is moving to submit, I was like, Screech! No! Uh, couldn't really put into words what was going on. Um, somehow, in my mind, it would hurt him more to tell him more detail than not. Not not the case. Nope. Yeah, no. I've learned that. I've learned that, too. Yeah. I'm just trying to tell people. <laughs> even if it's, I've, like, and I've done terrible at it, but yeah. I at least, like, say what it is. And, yeah. And it's like, it's that, yeah, it's like, it'd be, if you just tried to say everything you just said now, yeah. it'd be this like confusing yeah. something, but at least you said it, right? Yeah. But I gave him, I was like, I think we've just run our course. Like, oh my God, that's so awful to do to him. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so when you break up with someone, uh, again, pop culture examples, like that's when you start keeping score, right? Like who is winning the breakup? And you have an automatic, like huge point increase for being the one to initiate the breakup. Uh, and if it's if it's a surprise to the other person, your point total is even higher, right? Because it's not like you were kind of on level ground. Who was going to do it first? Like, nope, there was no chance he was going to do this first, at least not in the near future. Um, so I was like way ahead in that regard. And and I'm I'm not saying this like sarcastically or anything, but like there is that little bit of a a, a competition post breakup. Uh, you know, the first one to like be in a good relationship after is gets ahead. So uh, so like I had a huge lead. And then I seeded some points because we continued to live together in our studio apartment. Oh. Uh, I took the couch because I felt like I was the one who had yeah, inflicted like the this. And it was, I deserved it the was couch. his bed. It was my couch. Yeah. So, it, I mean, just ownership wise, it made, <laughs> it it made sense. But also just like emotionally, I, I should have the couch. <laughs> um, and so so there was that. Uh, so I gave up some points there. Uh, I deferred the sleeping arrangements. And then, I mean, there was one night, um, I just remember he asked me if I could find somewhere else to stay because he was going to have someone over that night. And so like in our studio apartment, I was, I was like kicked out, but I, I had no legs to stand on to say no. Yeah. And I could have been, I could have been uh, like, you do what you want to do. I'm going to be on the couch, <laughs> but I, <laughs> oh my not... God, which would have been like <laughs> so terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did not do that. Uh, I, I, I found somewhere else to, to stay. Um, but anyway, so like neither of us could really afford to move out. That was like the thing we, we, we 
Yeah, this is like the New York problem that you found yourself in. Yeah, we were already like to the max of our paycheck contributions to living expenses. So like movers or anything like that. And, you know, can you break a lease? We didn't know. We're 22. Is that allowed? Do you get arrested if you (laughs) go to the leasing (laughs) office? Like, how does it work? Um, And so uh, about three months later, we lived together in the studio for three months. Um, He found another place. And again, because... I felt like I owed him something since I hadn't given him an explanation. Uh, I helped him move out, uh, loaded up the U-Haul, may have damaged his dresser in the process, which he thought like meant something. And I was like, it's from Ikea. Like Ikea furniture is not meant to be moved, but he thought that I like intentionally neglected. And it was, it was just such a a perfect day for moving my ex out of our apartment because it was a torrential rain. It was like, in I I guess it was September, October. And it was just, just like one it, it wasn't raindrops it was just the sky was one giant raindrop it was just and we were moving and drive and like i hate driving i had a license he didn't so i'm driving in the u-haul through new york city haven't driven in two years a van full of stuff can't see through the rearview mirror it's pouring rain it's dark even though it's three p like just the the worst the worst move um so got got his stuff settled um and that was that and um and then we didn't talk like i mean what were we going to talk about uh we he 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 got a few extra points because uh he he got uh he got i was like what's the word custody he got custody of the friend group like oh, even okay. friends that yeah. i was friends with that introduced to him he got all of them because i was the one who just broke up. by the way i hate the expression dumped i just i think it's such an like there's no dignity and I just think it's so cruel. So I will never say dumb. Like I did not dumb. like I broke up with him by surprise. I would, I, I wouldn't say, but because I initiated out of nowhere, um, the friend sort of like took his side and who was I to argue? Like I had been, I'd been in the wrong to just yeah, put this and, on him. And it felt like you were putting a lot on yourself for doing this thing. Like yeah. you're just kind of like, all right, well I feel terrible. So yeah. you just so okay, whatever yeah, have happens, them. happens. Have them like, yeah. I'm not going to put up a fight. Take him. Um, so he got the friends. Um, I was now in a studio apartment that I could barely afford half the rent, paying the entire rent. Um, so we didn't we didn't really talk. We didn't hang out. Uh, nothing, nothing like that. We didn't travel in the same circles anymore because it was one circle and it became his. So I was very kind of like isolated and I, I leaned on the few other friends I'd had, but I hadn't really... Uh, developed and nurtured other friendships because I had him, and then I had our mutual friends that became uh, yeah, and that you know, was my all friends. your first stuff in New York City, so you yeah. didn't even like have these other connections. Yeah, yet. so yeah. I, it wasn't like I had my own group to go, uh, you know, hug and cry on the shoulder of or anything like that. Um, and so New Year's Eve um, was coming, so we're now going forward in time to the end of the year. And he, like, to be clear, like. This is a good guy. Like he's a good person, um, and he was the bigger man. And he invited me to a New Year's party at his apartment. And I like to think that we've all gotten like that pity invitation, and hopefully recognized it as such, and then graciously said, "You know, thank you, but I'm busy." I got the pity invitation. I recognize it as such, and then I took him up on it. <laughs> Um, so it's New Year's Eve. Um, I, I, I feel like I had to work or something like that. I wasn't at home and, uh, I was living in Queens. He had moved to Brooklyn and 
so I, I go, I, I'm, I'm on the train and for some reason, either because I was running late or I was working and it went later than expected, or maybe I went, I don't even remember exactly what happened, but I was cutting it very close with time. And part of that I'm sure was that subconsciously or consciously, I didn't want to be at this party a long time. I didn't want to be hanging out from 9.30 on, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, because you can't leave a New Year's party before midnight unless you got there at 7 and you're just like, hey. Yeah, just coming but to if say it's, hi. Huh? If, it's too, if it's within that, like, two, three hour, you're in, you're there, you can't leave, you're not allowed. So I was cutting it pretty close and then, like, subway delays. And uh, so as I'm getting into, like, Manhattan and then into Brooklyn, it's after 11 o'clock. It's after 11.30. I'm, like, four stops away. And it's one of those, you know, like, oh, it's, it's like, two minutes per stop. Okay, I'm going to get off the train at 11:45. Like I'm not even going to be there. like not only for not 2 hours but like not for 20 minutes before midnight. Uh and and then there's some sort of like a little delay and everyone on the train is thinking like are we this bringing in the new year on the subway? Is that what's happening right now? And we're looking around like does anyone have any like hats or air like could we have a new year's on the train with a bunch of strangers? <laughs> like we had to be ready for that. And then like 11:51 and I'm bad with timelines but I remember it was 11:51. The train got to the station and I'm like running. To, I'd only been to the one time before when I was moving in his soggy broken dresser. Like it's not like I knew the, the path well and I get lost something horrible. I, I have a negative sense of direction. And this was I, there was no smartphone. I, I probably had a printed Yahoo map with like a highlighted route. Like I oh gosh, So I'm like running to get to this apartment. I make my way up. It is 11 59 when I get off the elevator on his floor and as I'm walking from the elevator to the front door I'm hearing the countdown (laughs) (laughs) and it's just like even ringing the doorbell or knocking no one would hear it yeah (laughs) so I I stood outside the door like eight seven six five four three two happy and like air horns and the music and then i had to wait another like minute or two (laughs) for it to die down knock (laughs) like i it's just like there were a lot of like why didn't i or why why did i like why did i not just turn around get back and just pretend it hadn't happened like i could have been like oh yeah thanks for the invite i ended up not being able to make it another thing but no knock 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 at 1202 uh comes to the door not surprised to see me because I said I was coming. But even if, if I had invited an ex to it, I would not have expected them to actually show up. If they said, oh, maybe I'll drop by. Yeah. I, I would have been surprised if they actually came. And then at 12.02, like, I mean, there, sometimes there is an event at which there's no point in showing up. There was no point in showing up at this thing. Um, so I go in and like there are a whole bunch of our friends, a whole bunch of new friends, friends of his that I had never met. Like I had no other New Year's invitation. It wasn't. It wasn't like I passed yeah, over up, other yeah. things. This was the only thing anyone invited me to. So it would have either been being alone in my apartment, going to a bar, which is not my scene, or or this, uh, and just like looking around at this crowded apartment of everyone, like having a blast. He won the breakup. Yeah. No doubt. And was that like the first showing up at that? party was that like the first time you had seen all of those people or like a good chunk of those people since the breakup yeah um most like a lot of them had gone to school with us Uh, i was a year ahead of him so i had already graduated like a year and a half prior okay and then 
gone like gone to his graduation um and with all of these friends so it wasn't like we were in classes together yeah it wasn't like i worked with any of them so like the only way i would have seen any of them would have been by by plan and i wasn't in a position to initiate those plans so i was kind of waiting if any of them ever chose to and then he did yeah, and then but, it just was the saddest way you could have ever seen all these people again. Just Happy New Year, train delight. Like, <laughs> hey, sorry, uh, I brought Martinelli's. All right, I, I'm going to go. Yeah, I, I think I did stay for like <laughs> 10 minutes. 10 minutes, <laughs> because it really was, it was, it was sort of, why am I? And I mean, I have to give him, he was, he, like I said, he's, he was a gentleman and he was like, oh, good to see you. How are you? A hug, like. Uh, like when I say he won, like he won in a lot of ways. Yeah, and he played uh, but, it played it well every step. Yeah, of the way. like so good. nothing but uh, good things to say about him and how he handled that particular element of the situation. But yeah, I think I five minutes, maybe ten. Like it wasn't it wasn't longer than that. Yeah. Oh man. Well, thanks for sharing that story, Danny. <laughs> You're so welcome. I was I was great. I mean, I feel like I feel like at one point I might have heard the new year's part of it the thing to have you just told like that specific thing before i feel like um, for some reason i remember that but maybe that was somebody I, else's sad new year's story <laughs> no i it, it actually might have been at a love hurts moth because oh, okay. i've done i've told there two or maybe three times um and that i did yeah. tell that okay. once and that's yeah. that's the only time i've ever done it like a booked like a show with it so you might have heard the one, yeah. the one and only there it is. time it really, really happened. And then another time I told sort of the the story of this other crush that I developed and how horribly I handled that situation. Uh, to be clear, nothing happened with him <laughs> at all. Like after we broke up and I was like, hey, so I have a crush on you and I was with someone, but now I'm not. He was like, I'm not interested. <laughs> so, Yeah. Oh boy, I've had that happen. Yeah, that was actually supposed to factor in, it's, and we're not going to go back. And that was actually supposed to factor in in terms of like after the breakup, like not only did I lose the friends, but like I pursued this other yeah, the thing opportunity. That, not that you were like excited about, but the thing you were like, oh, this is something else. That... Yeah, like I got a, fl- a glimmer of interest from this person that I was interested in that made me question whether I should be with this other person if I was having these feelings for someone else at all. Uh, and then I pursued him, and he was not just like <laughs> not a hard, in the least. hard rejection. He was like, oh yeah, no. So there was also that going into the, the, the post breakup world, but that does not need to be in the story. Yeah. It's right. fine without it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. If, I mean, are, if people want to like find more about what you got going on, is you have like a website or on Twitter or something, some <laughs> internet presence that well, people could like. Track I said, you I'm down. a little old fashioned. So yeah. no. So don't worry about finding me. Here's the thing. So I did. Um, I started a show uh, earlier this year called The Day I Should Have, uh, which a lot of your stories would fit very nicely into that you've had on Love Hurts. Um, and for me, like, there's such a joy in bringing other people's stories to the stage. So, like, if we're in the same place at the same time, say hello to me. Let's talk. Maybe we can get your story up at, at the day I should have. I'd rather hear your story than tell you where to find more of mine. Yeah, and that's how we met. And yeah. doing that show was a great experience. So, I'm, yeah, I'm a fan. <laughs> it's mutual. Thanks. Thanks, Thank Danny. This is how we love. This is how we Love Hurts is produced, hosted, and edited by Brian Berlin. Theme music by Mickey Hommel. Show art by Caroline Mallon. You can find Love Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you like the show, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about it. You can find Love Hurts on Instagram and Twitter at lovehurtspod, and our website is lovehurtspod.com. I'm Brian Berlin, and this is Love Hurts. <laughs>